In Kentucky, he had lured one behind a Stuckey's, and things had gotten a little dicey, the little Asian bitch clawing like a feral cat until he finally shut her down. In Tennessee, he pulled off at Jellicoe, just over the state line, and befriended the redhead at the Arby's not more than a few blocks from the interstate. It was okay, but it wasn't the rush he'd gotten from his final act on Sally Wong, as he affectionately called the Stuckey's girl. Billy Ray figured that his brothers, once they saw that Junior and the cash were gone, would hightail it after him. He also knew he'd head for Fort Myers Beach, same haunt they'd always gone to. No big deal. By the time they arrived, his Grand Slam would be over, and he planned to floor it out of the state. Might even take a Florida girl with him. Now there's a thought. I'll get me a Florida girl, like you see in those magazines. Billy Ray was torqued. Nail me a magazine girl. His right hand came up and rubbed his temple, and he shook his head as if he were trying to get water out of his ears. Billy Ray's head was like a radio station in which the DJ had taken a long piss break, and two car ads were running over a song. She reached a clearing and spotted Billy Ray as he waded out of a tidal puddle. "'Hey there, remember me?' he said. "'No, I'm new. Oh, yeah, sure, from this afternoon. Uh, Billy, Billy. Ray. That's right.' Nice out here at night, isn't it, Jenny? They stood within four feet of each other. Can you believe how warm it still is? Is it like this in Georgia? She felt an odd twinge, like low volts going through her, over his casual mention of her name. Georgia? Isn't that where you said you were from? Oh, yeah, it can be hot up there. Sherman. Yeah, that's his name. Who? Nothing. What are you doing? Looking for turtles. My aunt says they come up this far. Jenny shone the light around the sand. That was your aunt? Whoa, she's hot too. Billy Ray slapped his head. She's hot too, Jenny thought. Did he just slap his head? Her body stiffened. She flashed her light onto his face and took a step back. His red hair was dull compared to his blazed skin. Lotion smeared on his face. And his eyes, they looked like he had no idea where he was. Ooh, girl, get that light out of my eyes. My aunt's a little behind me, Jenny said, but it came out in a different voice. No, she ain't, magazine girl. I saw her drive away earlier. Jenny hesitated. He watched us? Should I run? But what she would have eventually decided to do was of no consequence, as he was upon her. No, I'm failing gloriously, and there's a difference. Not everyone needs to dig bullets out of boat speakers. Pity them. Most men do lead lives of quiet desperation. And go to the grave with songs still in them, or something like that? I cautiously rose and my phone started to do the floor jig again. I grabbed the bottom of my t-shirt and wiped it over my forehead, but it was a wasted effort. I hoisted myself over the side and landed on my composite dock. She took a step back. I get it. I'm a sweaty mess. That's exactly it, I said. How's the book? You going to answer it? It's not you. Not bad. Worth the dough? That didn't warrant a verbal reply, but a right jab to my shoulder. Kathleen liked books, and a first edition of Somerset Mom's The Razor's Edge rested on my bench. A hooked-on-books bookmarker protruded out of the first third. It cost her a factor of a hundred compared to an e-book. She also favored physical replies over verbal. Well worth the dough, and it's wonderful reading it out here. Where you read and the conditions that surround you affect your experience. 
Why don't you answer your phone? I don't recognize the number. I lied. It was Susan Blake's number. She had also called earlier while I was running and had left a voicemail. No way was I going to explain to Kathleen my relationship with Susan. Honestly? Wasn't too sure of it myself. The phone, like a dead moth, finally surrendered.